South by Southwest got so wild. Uh, I haven't gone to a South by in probably four years because of COVID. And then the last time that I spoke, I didn't even live here. So I remember my first South by speaking at it. I spoke with a nonprofit called Girl Alliance. And this was when I was at Radio Disney. And I remember coming to Austin and we got this free hotel. I would not even know where it was at this point. And I remember being in the city and feeling like I loved the city, but I was like, there's no way I'd move here. There's too many people and it's too techy for me. And then I stayed in LA and it's funny looking back on that. I would never have thought that my life would have become what it became having moved here. But man, and am I so glad that I did come to Austin. But because of that, there was no episode on Monday. It was just too busy. So I figured that maybe this week I would kind of chime in on something that I'm noticing a lot of people reaching out to me or constantly asking about. And this is just something that I've learned through personal experience. And I've chimed in on this in the past through the podcast. And that's just basically overall the pitching of brands and contacting them and reaching out. I just filmed an episode with Dave Kirpin, who was a huge writer with Inc. And he's a very successful entrepreneur. And he mentioned something that kind of caught my eye when we were just filming this episode, which is if you want to work in social media or you want to start doing consulting in some capacity, you need to start small and start going directly to brands and offering them a discount. And I thought that was a really cool idea because I sent a proposal over to a college last week and I did the same thing. And I said, if you sign on to the summit by April 10th, we'll give you 10% off of this deal. And so they got back to me and were like, we don't know we can sign by April 10th, but we're going to try and whatnot. And I was like happy to extend it through the 20th for these particular dates. And I think that's a really cool way to go about it. And I certainly think that if you are looking to work in this industry or want to go down the consulting marketing path, focusing on building up with small clients and small money initially is a great way to do it. I am mentoring so many new people lately, which is super exciting through the summits or through this program I'm a part of at So House. And through that, I have started mentoring a girl named Jenny, and she's awesome. And they matched me with her, and we have a weekly meeting. And she has a TikTok page for her dog that has amassed hundreds of thousands of followers. And working with her has reminded me what it was like for me at the beginning when I was getting into this and when I was learning all of these ropes and the navigating of getting the brands and pitching them and negotiating and what I've learned not learning. So I've been remembering a lot of that stuff that I think is really important at this point in the world where you want to build something as fast as possible, right? No one wants to sit on this idea for five or 10 years and then finally do it because you're going to miss the time and the time is now. And especially if you're looking to get funding and especially if you're a woman or in the black community or in any other community that's not being a white person, you certainly have a time and that time is now and will continue throughout hopefully ever. And people really want to fund right now ideas and creative people and people who don't fit in that traditional mold. So let's start with Jenny. So she's got this TikTok page and she also wants to start a fashion line. So in our first meeting, we sat down and I gave her some homework and the homework I think was to make a media kit for the dog. And I was like, look, you've already got this platform for the dog, right? Let's capitalize on this and help that leads you into your other company. She then wants to start sweaters that are chunky knit sweaters with text on them. And so we sat down and so I was during South By and we went over the concept for some of these sweaters. And I love working with young aspiring entrepreneurs because 
there's a sense of they're so naive. They have no idea what they're doing. And it's so cool to be able to tell them like, how about this? Or try this? Or what about this? Because it's really great. And that's the awesome part about mentorship is to have that person just to be your cheerleader, but also chime in with some of their personal experiences. So to chime in on the sweaters really quick. So what I told her to do is she wants to make these chunky knit sweaters with text on them. And I said, that's going to be really fucking hard. And it's going to be really fucking expensive. And I was like, do you have that kind of money? And she was like, no. Okay, so the thing about chunky knit sweaters, if any of you know the brand Lunia, I love Lunia and they send me stuff all the time and they have these phenomenal chunky knit sweaters. But to get text on a chunky knit sweater, it's really hard, right? Because it's a knit. It's almost like your grandma knitted a blanket for you and you've now made that into a sweater. To put text on that would not only be super expensive, but it would also be slightly impossible. So we went on Etsy and I was like, you need to evaluate some of these sweaters in these different types because you might not eventually be able to get a prototype for this chunky knit sweater with text on it, but you may be able to get a prototype with an element of the sweater being a knit, maybe the arm or the sleeve or the bottom of it. And then let's take text. So I typed up on my Microsoft Word in big font. I just used the word fearless, which isn't what she wants to put on her sweaters. But I said, let's cut out hundreds of pieces of this and have five different ideas of potential sweaters that you would buy or go to a store and just test the font on. And that's kind of your working prototype. And I think that was a really cool thing to tell her to do because otherwise I was like, how are you going to just go to someone and say, make me a chunky knit sweater? No one's going to know how to do that. It's these very high-end luxury brands with a lot of money that are able to do that. So we want to start something that could create this cult following and then you could expand from there. And as a founder and a young founder, I highly suggest all of you do that because ultimately it's impossible to do everything. And I have told you that I have learned this throughout my career from the beginning is that I have dabbled in a lot of different things. And at this point, I'm getting very clear on what I want to do and the focus on being fearless and that whole part of my brand. But because of that, other parts have slacked. And it's very much the same if you're looking to start some type of consumer-based good or clothing company. You want to have that one product and you want to expand from there. So that was what I gave her the homework for last week was come back to me with some ways and places that you think you could put this font on these sweaters. And if so, what the easiest and the cheapest way to go about it would be. So when I was talking with Dave on the phone, he was mentioning how if you want to work for a large company or you want to start consulting for other companies that are geared towards people in their 20s, perhaps you want to be the person that Walmart comes to when Walmart wants to start a new line for teenagers going back to high school and you want to be that person. So let's find a Walmart. Let's find someone on LinkedIn who you can go to directly and say, look, I usually would like to charge $40,000, $50,000 for this. I'm happy to do it for $5,000 and test out the waters and build up a clientele from there. And I always do that. And I'm always very keen on creating and building on those initial relationships because not only will they refer you to someone else, but ultimately, if that partnership sucks, the world is small and business is a very small industry sometimes. So if you are doing too many things and you get this cool deal and it's 5000 not 40000 but your work sucks or they didn't learn anything, it's going to end. And so whenever I go to someone else or another company, the same way that you might find another Walmart or you want to go to an Aldi or a Kohl's and whatever, do the same thing. They're going to be like, why did it end? 
How much did you pay? And the person that you are now talking to at Aldi might know someone at Walmart. And so you want to make sure that that partnership did well before you really go and expand heavily. Uh, So I certainly would say that you should focus on putting all of your eggs into that one basket, making that amazing, and then growing from there. So perhaps you get the Walmart or the smaller company to give you that two or 5,000 a month to consult for them and just give your opinion and whatnot. Great. On the side, what you can be doing is having a podcast where you talk about this and you can work with brands in that way and that money might be smaller. Or you can have some type of social media engagement or community where you do some type of weekly conversation for people looking to start brands in that space that are geared towards 20 to 25 year olds. And that is free content. As I've been going about the process of building this new app and working on this community, I've really realized how to go to investors and get money. And you don't always need to start a company with the goal of getting money. Remember that. They want proof of concept. And quite often, proof of concept is the eyes and the numbers. So until you have that, you might have this one client paying you four or $5,000 a month to consult from them, and that's amazing, and it's your first exciting step. You need to keep building. And so that's where instead of having now people pay you, you want to give some stuff away for free. So let's talk about Jenny. So I'm going to use her as an example and specifically with pitching. I don't know how I learned this stuff, okay? I literally don't know, but it works, and it works well. And a lot of people don't do it. So you need to do it because it works for me uh, and that means it's going to work for everyone. So if you want to contact a brand, right, don't go to the contact email on the website unless they're a small brand. How can you evaluate if they're a small brand? Well, usually you can tell the difference between a website like Revolve and a website like, let me think, mm, a backpack company or a helmet company that is on Amazon and is like top ranked, but you can just tell that the website doesn't look amazing. It doesn't look like a revolve. Some of the text might be wrong. A good friend of mine, actually, I used to consult on her company, Hannah Patton. She started a company called Hulia Swim, H-U-Y-L-A. I love Hannah to death, amazing product, but I'm gonna use her website as an example because it doesn't look like a revolve. She's a startup, she's still working. Some of the text, when I would work with her, I'd have to be like, you know, this is spelled wrong or this is spelled wrong or even something as small as on the bottom of a website. If it says established in 2020 or 2021 and not 2022, this is probably a startup because that is the smallest thing that probably only I would notice, that hasn't been changed. But if you're looking at a multi-million dollar company, there is someone looking at every element of that website every step of the day. So if you're going on a website that's kind of like Hannah's, right? Julia Swim compared to a Revolve, you can contact them on the contact form because there's probably one or two people who work at this company, maybe six, and it's going directly to one of them. Now to go to a Revolve or a Forever 21 and do the contact form on the bottom, I can tell you what's going to happen. You're going to send in a message and you're going to say, I have no idea what a lot of you are going to say when you send in this. But if I'm sending in an email to a company that's smaller, that's the direct form on the website because I can't find an email, I'll say, who do I contact with a press request? So if you send that to a Forever 21, someone probably in a foreign country who is outsourced by Forever 21 that they pay probably not enough money is getting this email and is like, what the fuck is a press request? And they're like, I don't even know where to direct you. And they're probably going to be like, email Presser Forever 21. You're going to email Presser Forever 21. And that is now just gone into the metaverse. That is like thin air. Uh, And maybe you'll hear back. You probably won't if it's a company that big. So this is what you do. You go to LinkedIn. There's two things you can do. You go to LinkedIn and you look up Forever 21 marketing. And up probably will come five or 10 people that work at Forever 21. Maybe Bob George. This is just a name. 
at works at Forever 21 in marketing. I always like to go to LinkedIn and look up and see, make sure that this person works there now. A lot of times on LinkedIn, it will say like Forever 21 marketing. But then if you scroll through the profile, you'll realize now he's at Kohl's. But from 2005 to 2010, he was at Forever 21. Make sure they work there now. And then download one of these plugins that I always suggest, Snowvio or LinkedIn Lead Leaper. And make sure that you get their email from that plugin. Most of them are free. And then go to your email. I'm going to tell you what to write in the email in a second. But the second thing you can do is you, maybe you can't find someone who works at Revolve or Forever 21 or whatever from this, from this LinkedIn search. So now you go to Google and you type in Forever 21 press release. The press release is phenomenal. And always, if you can find the website PR Newswire and the press release comes up on there, gold. Because there's almost seven times out of 10 a contact in the bottom of that form that says PR contact. And so I would either give them a ring, send them an email from there, or even use this person's email to find the email of someone else at the company that you want to get in touch with. And this is a really phenomenal way to get in touch with someone directly and not go through that PR inbox or that regular press or influencer at email. Because if you do it that way, like I said, it's literally going into thin air, unless it's a startup, probably with a smaller company. So that's what you want to do is you want to find the personal direct PR contact through LinkedIn or PR Newswire. And a lot of times at companies as well, it's first name dot last name at Forever 21, first name underscore last name at Forever 21, first name at Forever 21, or first initial of first name followed by last name. So A Curtis at Forever 21. If you go through all of those and you can't find a person, this happened with Jenny. So she was actually looking at, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but Jen Atkins hair care brand. Woo, wow, whatever it is. Uh, she could not find a direct contact. And the reason I told her was because the company was bought out. So now you're looking at a company like, I sound probably like an idiot, you guys. Woo, it's so much more fun to say woo. It's O-U-A-I. Now you're looking at a company like woo that just got bought out by, I think it was PKG or something like that. It wasn't Unilever. And now there's probably two people in-house at Woo who are working on this account where everyone else working at it is at this other PKG or whatever company bought out Woo. So it's important that if your emails are bouncing back, that you take a little bit of time. It was like very important to her that she got in touch with this particular company with Jens. And I told her that probably the better way to go about it is to evaluate companies smaller but in the same realm because most likely and especially because this company was acquired they're not interested in this type of marketing at this point they don't really need it but perhaps there's another element of a company that is a hair care brand and they just released something for dogs find them google them go to thrive market go to whole foods look in those aisles and pitch those brands and it's a lot easier because some of those smaller brands you can go to right through that contact form but again she really wanted to get in touch with jen's brand so i said okay so now you can do the same thing you're probably not going to find this person on linkedin but who you may find on linkedin is the head of marketing at this pkg company that acquired jen's company so from there you want to either look at the press release or the person on linkedin and when you've done that Take that email and put it into your email. And then from there, what do you say? She had sent me a pitch that was like uh, all over the place. This is one of her first pitches. Like she didn't really know what she was doing. So I tailored it for her. And I said, you can say all of this in four to five sentences. No one really gives a shit about the, the following or how long this email is or anything. They want to know exactly what you want in the first two paragraphs, if not first two sentences of the email. So let's say we're emailing Bob at 
Forever 21. She wants product for the dog. And just use this pitch, this format, in any capacity that's similar to whatever you're doing. You may be your social media influencer or your content creator or you want product for your TikTok or you go to Whole Foods and you see chips that you want free samples of. Dear Alexa, reaching out on behalf of my website, social media page, Instagram, I'm going to use mine. Dear Alexa, reaching out on behalf of my website, Life Unfiltered Alexa, period. Huge fan of the brand, period. I would love to connect with you about some thoughts that I have relating to getting exposure out for the company through my platforms, comma, I'm a full-time influencer and entrepreneur, and I launched a blog back in 2011, and I built it out into this full-time lifestyle platform, period. Below, I've attached a media kit. Go to my podcast, other episodes, go to my website, look at how I've made the media kits, the one sheets, always have that in the email. And that's how you can reduce this email to be literally two paragraphs instead of 10 paragraphs. Attach my media kit below. Would love to hear what you're working on for quarter two. Or you could say, would love to hear if this is something that piques your interest and we can we can touch base further. Looking forward to hearing from you. Boom. That's it. Send that out. Great. Amazing. You've got the media kit at the bottom. You've got your stats. If you don't have a big following, um, put other shit in there, like a little bit more about you, a fun fact. What have you done before? Come up with something or someone that you've helped with their social media to really show that you are doing this and you're working at it. You don't just want free stuff. I have so many friends in the industry who either work in front of the camera or behind it. And I can tell you that all of them hate when they get DMs from a brand that they're working on behalf of. Say my friend, I'm thinking of um, my friend Kendall, right? She works on behalf of a of a boxed wine company and she gets messages all the time from quote-unquote influencers who dm hi exclamation point i love this company and would love product is this something you'd be interested in why would you send that like what would stem you saying that and on top of that do you know how many people send that to brands a day on dm and how comical it is for them to get it i'm going to tell you because I don't think people are realizing this. You are not important until you are important enough to where you think that you can send a DM to someone and just have them send you stuff and you're not even following them. It is devaluing not only the brand, but yourself as a brand. Please don't do that. If you want people to take you seriously, for God's sakes, stop DMing them and asking for free shit, especially if you're not following them. Better better idea. Send a DM and be like, Huge fan of the brand, would love to connect via email. Is there a best contact for someone at the company that I can email? Boom. You're probably going to get an email, a DM back that's like, hi, send me an email, kendall at drinkingboxedwine.com. Phenomenal. There we go. Now you have time. Okay, someone replied. You're getting in touch with a real person. Remember that real people are reading your stuff. Even if it's the person who works at Forever 21 and isn't in America, even if it's the person at the small startup who works on behalf of the social media and is getting this DM, and they probably have even more time to go and vet you on social media, think of yourself as the brand. If you owned a company, would you send something out to someone who A, wasn't even following you, and B, didn't even disclose or acknowledge anything about the company that would make them worthy of free stuff? Okay, so now we've got Jenny. She sends out this pitch email. This is what it says to the brand that she wants free stuff from. But now she's realized, okay, I think I could actually get paid for this. And I told Jenny, I was like, look, you know, you don't have a following for the fashion stuff you want to do, but your dog is a, has a solid following. Uh, and, and I look back at my story, right? I had 700 in- Instagram followers, and I got paid $1,500 back in the day for this Instagram takeover. She can do it too. So, so the brand did reply. And uh, they said, hey, Jenny, so great to hear from you. What do you have in mind? And so she messaged me and says, okay, now what do I say? 
And I was like, okay, well, how, how comfortable would you be with a hundred bucks? Every single person in this world, for the most part, and especially in business, has a hundred dollars to allot to something that they might get no ROI, return on investment on. And she said, I've never been paid before, so I would love a hundred bucks. Phenomenal. Okay, Jenny is my perfect type of person to mentor because she's not conceited in her head and wants to be paid $100,000 and hasn't ever done this before. It's really fucking hard to get people to give you money when there is no case study. Like for me, I've had hundreds of brands, thousands of brands that I've worked with, thousands of brands that had paid me a lot of money. And there's proof in that, right? I'm not going as someone with a very small platform to Forever 21 and being like, I have an idea and it's worth $20,000. I get it. Like all of these ideas are worth money. And for the most part, most of us undervalue how much we are worth. But until you get to a point where you can really say, I've got 10 other people saying that they'll pay me $5,000 for this and I'm coming to you, you got to lean up a little bit on on how great you think you are. You got to put in the work. And I said, okay, so I think that here's what you say. Uh, hopefully in your media kit, even though she hadn't done this before, she has stats and therefore she could have rates in there. So she could say if she felt comfortable, attach my media kit below with my rates in it. That might be one page that says TikTok message, shout out, whatever, hundred bucks. It might say Instagram story, 200. It might say Instagram feed post, 201. And it might say a bundle deal. TikTok, Instagram, Instagram feed, $350. Boom. But if she doesn't have that yet attached in her media kit, and she hasn't really done it before, here's what I told her to do. You can reply and say, hey, Morgan, so great to hear from you, period. As mentioned, really love the brand and think my fans and the following that my dog has would connect with it. I would love to test out a Instagram story plus a TikTok mention for $100 or $150, whatever she felt comfortable with, right? Uh, please let me know your thoughts and looking forward to hearing from you. The reason that I say to do this is because I'm a big advocate of reducing the BS in business. And I think I say this quite often. And the reason is if she's, she was asking me beforehand, right? I think I want to be paid for this. Like, how do I ask? They're asking you, what do you want? So you might as well say it. You could go back to them and be like, well, what do you guys want? And then all of a sudden you've now completely devalued your product because they're like, uh, we want to pay you nothing and we just want to give you free product but by putting the feeler out there and feeling confident enough to say I would like a hundred dollars for this let's try it out they're like okay she's done this before and even if you haven't done it before sometimes it's really great to fake it till you make it just until you get to the point where you're just making it so those are my tips those are all of my tips I think in the realm of things and uh, I feel like I've gone into so much here, but this is certainly how I do it and why I don't do the contact forms unless they're a small, small startup. And if you don't want to get paid, you could alter that last pitch that I just mentioned. I would love some product to test out first and then evaluate a relationship from there. You can certainly say that instead of going right to I want to be paid. Because I know a lot of you are new to this and it can be really scary, right? I remember how I felt when that first brand paid me $1,500 back when I was living in New York and almost the responsibility of like knowing that I was getting paid and that they were expecting things. And I can give you another example. I worked with a company for the summit uh, and following the summit, I got a not the nicest email being like, you know, we didn't get any people clicking on this link and why did you let us do this? And uh, it was it was kind of a matter of like, look, it's not my it's not my responsibility to make sure people click on the link. There's certain things, especially with brand partnerships and with brand awareness and with summits and events that it's brand awareness. You don't know a million thousand people are going to click on this link. Sometimes it's not the people 
who are buying the product that matter, but it's the product itself. So perhaps the better thing as a brand would have been to come to me and be like, look, can we get on a call? Unfortunately, no one clicked on this link and I want to know what was, who came? What did they say? Did they try the product? What did they think? Because that is how you can tailor. Look, if you're, if you're giving product to a 50 people at a conference, right? No one clicks on that link, but you have given them the lip balm. You have given them the lip gloss, all of it. Something's off because I can tell you if I'm at a conference and I try a lip balm and I freaking love it, I'm clicking on that link and I want a goddamn discount code. And if there is no discount code in my swag bag, I'm pissed. So it's not really my fault. It just might be something to tweak with the brand. And so it's all a learning side and it's all a learning curve. And I think a lot of you who want to pursue this, it's super dope. And I think it's awesome. And though I hate the word influencer, I want all of you to remember the influence that you have. And even though it may be small and it might be building and it might be in a certain community, you have it. But the question is, what do you want to do with it? You can't just come to me and say, I want free stuff and I want to make a lot of money. Who do you want to influence and why? So that's a wrap on this episode. Uh, so great to hopefully share some of these with you guys. Would love to hear a response from this particular episode in general because it's something I'm asked about all the time. And aside from that, the community Furby Fearless Summit for the fearlessness has launched. This is a beta test. So invites are going out daily to people who I and my team have analyzed as good fits for this platform and this growing community. There's also a link in my Instagram bio as well as the summit bio if you want to check it out. And I will certainly keep all of you up to date to where the next Be Fearless Summit is coming to. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your week. Bye, guys. 